ברוך השם, you're a bad Jew. שלום. Welcome back to another episode of Bad Jew, the place where there is no such thing as a bad Jew. It's Wednesday, the 14th of February, everyone's most dreaded day in America. That is, if you're single. If you're not single, then it's not a very terrible day. It's Valentine's Day. And raise your hand if you're single. That would include me. And that means that we're all very curious and we're very interested to learn about love. So welcome to the Valentine's Day special. Is Valentine's Day a Jewish holiday? No, it's not. But you're still thinking about it, aren't you? And we're here talking about it. With me today is Rabbi Melinda. Rabbi, welcome to the podcast. How are you today? Thank you. I'm great. I'm feeling loved up just for the invitation to divine with you today. And oh my goodness, yeah, so much well, to talk about in so little time. I know, I know. It's such a treat to have you here on the podcast, and I'm really excited to learn about you. But the first step to learning about you is the right of entry onto the podcast that every single guest does, and that is the four-minute bad you challenge. Are you ready? I'm ready. I was born okay. ready. Okay. Excellent. Four minutes. Hajj, time, shalosh, yalla. Yalla, habibi. Welcome. Four minutes encapsulates a lot. First of all, I want to challenge you to thinking in terms of good and bad and the eights are hurrah and the eights are tov. And then we can really dance in the conversation that I have about my life. Because without that information, everything would be out the window. And by the way, Valentine's couples who have somebody don't necessarily have happiness in that. So I want to just do a little auto chat on the single people who are also very happy to not be married, some of them anyways. All right. I'm a daughter. I'm a sister. I'm a mother. I'm a grandmother. I'm a friend. I'm a lover. I'm a stone collector. I'm a grave whisperer. I'm a water drinker. Let's see. I'm a soul healer. I'm a sacred sexual. I'm a Shasina dancer. I'm a PHB like you, a practicing human being. I enjoy spending quality time with God, a lot of it. I love nature, family, and a select friends. But let's get back to what you want to hear. How did I get here? Oh my gosh, I would say the creation story, right? My parents made love and made Melinda. I'm a third child and things were very wild in the home. They were actually very normal. And uh, I have two older brothers who were always picking on each other. And I all, always felt like a little left out, but I was being protected. Hello. Please and thank you, dad and mom. Let's see, creation goes from what? And we leave the home and we go somewhere else to learn what creation could possibly be. What was that for me? That was college. That was the disco. That was the 80s. That was a time when love was infused with drugs, sex, and rock and roll. I was forbidden to do that because my father was a narc detective as I was growing up. So for me, that meant do not go there. What, did, what do you do when, you, when Adam and Eve were told not to eat the apple? They eat the apple. Or was it even an apple? That's another story. But for now, let's just say the apple was good and juicy. Get out of college, meet a guy on the dance floor, marry him. Marry him. Why? Because he's Jewish. Yay. And he has 
and mystical, spiritual, religious background that I didn't have because I was raised reform and boring. Is it four? Is it four? Is it four minutes? Because I can't. We have one minute left. We have one minute left. In one minute, what can I say? My marriage ended when my marriage ended. It wasn't pretty. There was trauma and there was drama. There was lots of obstacles for me to go through afterwards. I used Kundalini yoga. I used every kind of healing that you can find in the book that I had already been using before. I found ways to love myself that nobody that I ever known has ever done before. And we're all unique in that story. So how did we get there? And where are we going? That's our journey of redemption. That's why we're here. That's what we need to learn about V-Day. Excellent. Excellent. Well, very great. That was one of the most creative four-minute bad juice challenges we've heard on the podcast. That was really fun. And for the listeners, if you want to hear more of Melinda's story and get more of the juicy details in her life, she is a very transparent and open person. You can learn about her story on her website, melindabernstein.com. There's a lot of really great information there. And also she is a freelance rabbi that you can use to officiate your wedding. Definitely recommend her, melindabernstein.com. Check her out. So Melinda, the episode today is about a pretty obvious topic, but I have to ask it with the right song. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me no more. And I just embarrassed myself and made sure that I was going to be single for another year because of that. Melinda, what is love? Well, love is watching you sing and be shy about it. That was awesome. Yeah, there you go. Are you feeling it? Yeah, I'm feeling it. It's Valentine's Day. How could I not? Well, you're being acknowledged. And here we are. We've only known each other two days. Imagine how intimate we've already gotten in two days' time. I mean, that's that's a lot. We have, I forgot the question. Oh, it's a show on love. You want to know what love is? Yeah. Here's some examples. Okay. When a person heals their wounds instead of spreading the pain, that's love. When you see the passion in another person's eyes when they talk about what they love, that's love in their eyes. When our realness in the world is when everyone's trying to be something they're not and they can be real. That's love. The way we treat each other as if we're friends forever and they don't really know each other like you and I. That's love. The commitment to celebrate the parts of ourselves that we were taught to judge, that's love. And it's all beautiful. So we got to start somewhere. We got to be kind to ourselves. We got to be kind to others. It's an unkind world at times. We have to walk through life with a heart full of love, full of mistakes and acknowledge them and bless them and, and, and nurture the energy on the other side. Like I said, the Yates are hurrah and the Yates are tov. That's the dance. That's the Shafina work that I learned for myself and to do. And um, it wasn't in orthodoxy. It wasn't in reform and conservative just doesn't even liven me up. If I can feel something from the energy of my Jewish practice, then I'm, there's no such thing as a bad Jew. No, there's never, that's the whole entire point of the show. There's no such thing as a bad Jew. 
But of course, going back to the topic of the show about, you know, love, I think you said something really interesting. First of all, it felt like you were officiating my wedding, right? That could be an opening speech for sure. That was beautiful. But, you know, like what happens if you want to see more out of your partner? Or, or what does it mean when there's, a, when there's a roadblock that's preventing you from feeling love from your partner? Okay. Well, I like to use the word roadblock because roadmap is a the opposite of the roadblock. So when we do our work and we are in conflict, we have an opportunity to have a dialogue and learn about responsibilities in the relationship and see where we're falling short. And relationships get sticky over that where sometimes one has to unconditionally pull the weight for the other when they're not able to. And when does that become too much is what we ask ourselves. So for me, it's like an energy thing. I, in this world of love, which is right here to ferret in my heart, in our hearts, and we have chesed and gavura on each side, is I'm giving too much. This is my right hand. My right side is going to be tired and wounding. And my left side is going to feel tight and, and probably stronger. And the energies are out of balance. So we have to discuss who is responsible and for what and when and how can we balance that out. So you can't always have what you want in that, you know, a split second. You have to say, can we have, can we make time to discuss this? And it's, it's like a meeting. It's, you know, sometimes marriage, marriage or love is like a business. You know, you have to, it's a work, it's a work, right? It's. And it gets easier over time. Young love is different than the, the love that I'm going to encounter because of the work that I've done and the problems that I've solved. You have yet to find them and you're looking to avoid them. And, and frankly, it's really all about what your soul came in to learn with a love, with a beloved. Yeah, yeah. And, and I also imagine there's, there's always got to be for me personally, I've always found that the timing of when I've been in a relationship has always had a different meaning behind it. it can you talk to, you know, the purpose of certain people being in your life and the timing of when they enter it and what that means? Sure. I mean, there's a season. Like the young love, as an example, my first love's name was Yonatan. That men means God has given. God gave me a good first love. Did you have a first love? Do you remember that energy? What was yeah. it like? Can you tap into that? That person was you in an innocent way. Yeah. And you have to experience and draw from that when you're in conflict with yourself, who you're meeting someone else and you're trying to work out these wrinkles or iron out the, you know, the proverbial, you know, blanket or whatever they're Whatever it is that you're trying to work through is a part of what you have to go through at that phase in your life. And if you're on the same page, I just looked up and it was 12, 12 when I said that. Whoa. If you're on the same page with the other, then you're going to be able to do that work and connect with them and be a conduit for God together. And if you're not, you go for guidance outside, individually. You do things, 
you find you find you know shamanic journeys or 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 other workshops or or it depends on who you are and what your needs are when you're young everyone's different yeah i don't know you very well it's been 48 hours but i know you can sing <laughs> i know you do a great intro that <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, you did sing. I didn't say very good, but I don't sing very good either. I sing shower good. I sing karaoke at 11 o'clock on a Saturday good. You know, that's that's my that's my quality of singing. Although, boy, have the have 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 the have the tables turned because I did organize singing in high school. You know, my first my first love was the person I, I was was beautiful. Israeli girl named Vered, which means rose in Hebrew. And we dated still my longest relationship today for two years. And we actually, we actually met in our, our chemistry class, ironically, but we, we, we also were in choir together. And because we were the couple of choir, we actually were paired up to sing and do a duet in front of everybody. So that's what that made me think of just now. I haven't thought about that in a long, long time. That was really great. You said, you said an interesting phrase. Yeah, yeah. You you used an interesting phrase I had never heard before. What does it mean to be a conduit of God? Ah, well, Kabbalah, which is the mystical connection to our Jewish practices, is an energy-based practice that is a conduit. So, you know, like healer, heal thyself, Hippocrates with the medicine and Kundalini with the energy up the spine. And Kabbalah, where it expands out beyond our spaces and our aura. And also the conduit goes all the way to our ancestors who, you know, we can tap into or our spirit guides or our special angels that we all have our own special angel. And that particular one is devoted to us. And if we get to know them or how we get to know them and all the ways that we get to know, to get to know that conduit is the ways that are, is going to blow all the Yetzirah stories out of the aura, out of mm. the deal, out of the conversation. Or it's going to, as I was expressing to someone yesterday who said, tell me more about that. How do I make love to my Yetzirah in every way possible? What does that mean? Am I having sex? No, it's just nourishing a connection. You're looking for a connection to God, and that's the conduit. Conduit, energetically speaking, is the work that we don't necessarily do consciously. It's in other levels of our soul that's happening. And as we learn to shed the layers of the product of the Yetzirah, or what we came into this life to learn, we get closer to that. And we feel that and we know that. And that's when the conduit becomes stronger and the connection to the person that you're falling in love with or want to be in love with or want to sing in the choir with or the shower, wherever you want to be. That's, that's the beauty of this work. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that is really beautiful to, to find that unique connection. And you, you've used um, a Hebrew phrase a few times here that I personally know, but I want to make sure that the listeners know as well. The Yetzan Harah, if you go back to our goal setting episode, we talked a lot about that as well. And that is the idea of, it's, it's the evil inclination is what it translates to. So to, to add more context to that, 
to to make love you said to make love with the evil inclination can you can you elaborate on that a little bit well i don't use evil i use the negative energy okay everything is like energy it's a positive and a negative charge that we have like a battery or you know the internet's going off and on or i'm shaking my my table here because i'm animated you know it's there's movement so the Yetzer Haram moves just like the Yetzer Tov, the good, the bad, the ugly, but it's the negative and positive energies. I see. Okay. So it's, it's, it's in a lot of, so I, I get what you're saying. It's, it's kind of like finding the balance that works for you between the, the positive and the negative energies. So that way you can be more present exactly. with your partner and yourself. Exactly. Like when you're a little kid and you have a boo-boo and it hurts. That's a hurt that you want to make love to. You want to put the, want to put the fit, you know, the, I can't get my arm. <laughs> you have a cut. What you want to put, you want to, you know what I'm saying? So touch. Okay. You got to touch the places that hurt in ways and you got to talk to it and you got to, you know, massage it. And right. you, you know, you got to, you got to like waves of energy. So what, what you should it almost, oh, sorry, everyone. Go ahead. I was going to say Jewish ask, Reiki. Oh, cool. Cool. I was going to say, I, I was going to ask, totally threw me off there. I'm so sorry. I'm going to, I'm going to remove this. Don't worry. Take oh, a but, deep breath. Look, yeah. look at me. From what you described, it almost sounds like love is a very actionable item of care. Yeah. That's one way to describe love. Yeah. I mean, the... I could read you the Wikipedia, you know, <laughs> definition or, or the Hebrew definition of Ahava. Do what we want to hear definition? all that or do we want a dialogue? I, well, actually, the Hebrew definition, I'm very curious. What is the Hebrew definition of love? Of sure. Ahava. Ahava. Ahava is a Hebrew word. It means love or affection. It's often used to express deep love, care towards someone or something. Okay. Each letter in it has some particular mystical meaning. Aleph, hey, bet. Aleph is the number one. It's associated with unity. Hey is the, the number five. It's like breath, spirit, and revelation. Bet number two is duality. You know, you combine it and you have all these symbolic meanings. It's great. I, I had never it's heard like that before. Take That's amazing. Yeah. And in prayer, in traditional prayer, which I haven't done in a very, very long time, Ahava Rabbah is said before the Shema. The Shema is something that's, you know, read three times a day by practicing traditional Jews. I wear it as a ring on my bird finger, my middle finger. It's my middle, okay? It's my Shema. So I can hold it. I can kiss it. I can, I can flick it. But that's just one little thing that I do for fun because I need to have fun at my stage in life. And I think I always, as an old soul, always wanted to find fun, deep, 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 wise and fun meaning in life. And if I could do that like every day, all day, then I'm a happy camper. I'm in love. I'm in love wherever I am. The beautiful. And beautiful that love rubs off. Yeah. In your mind, what is the difference between love and romance? Well, it's an, it's an expression. Romance is an expression of love. There, I don't know that 
you know, they, they fit together like a baby in a carriage, you know, that song. You're too young for that sure. song. <laughs> okay. But do you always need romance to have love or vice versa? Well, good love is romantic. I, I mean, there's a time, you know, there, there's the ecclesiastes. There's a season for everything. There's a moment for romance. And sometimes you have to schedule that into your busy lives and make a plan for it. You know, other times it's spontaneous, but romance, romance can be had in the kitchen, making a meal with the music on and your hip swing. Okay. Not everybody is, has the sexual energy expression that people like me do. Uh, That comes from a healing place, not a hurt place. There's a lot of hurt out there when it comes to romance and sex and intimacy. So I want to be clear that <clears throat> you hear how it's coming through me now. That's funny. I want to be clear in my expression of what romance is and the boundaries. This is the gavura. When we have the gavura expressed, then the chesed is relaxed and it doesn't have to give so much. It's in balance. We're getting to ferret. Moving up and down. It's, it's energy. It's just the movement of energy. And romance can be had in all kinds of ways, in all kinds of places. And it's just tuning into it and, and understanding it, not just intellectually in your mind, but feeling it in your heart and then utilizing it in, in your body and your soul. Yeah. That's, that has a lot of meaning behind it. And I like that romance is a concept that's accessible everywhere. In my personal experience, one thing that has been very difficult is that there are moments where I definitely feel like I found the one. And then some reason that drastically changes very quickly. Why is that? Well, usually within the first couple of months, you'll, you'll run into a, probably the, what people call the deal breaker. Maybe nowadays it's quicker because, you know, we're now woke or we are awakening, which is a good thing. But why is that? Because you're heading into a resisted place. You're contracting. It's like a birth. In birth, we contract and then we expand. So the contraction, the opposite side of the contraction is expansion, which means something else is expanding while your heart is contracting. And that expansion is, again, the negativity. It's a conversation that's trying to stop you. It's a lesson that you haven't turned into a gift yet. I see. I see. So when you come across those roadblocks, as you said, which is the opposite of a roadmap, which you are very passionate about, it's time to have a conversation with yourself is what you're saying. And the other person, it could be a conversation with the whole family. Sure. Yeah. I didn't share that bad you um, story about how I wrote the roadmap, but really uh, I'll share it with you. The acronym, that's all. We take responsibility for our actions. If we do that, and when we do that, we can be more open to new changes. And what are those changes? We're not sure, some of us. We have to figure that out. We have to go explore. And by exploring, our awareness perks up. We get Mm. to know ourselves deeper and better. Right? You following me? Yeah. In our awareness, we're like, yeah, I want more of that, baby. Give me some. Bring it on. You know, screw that. that. Screw that whatever happened before. Screw that thing I didn't take responsibility for, right? Now I'm (laughs) determined. I'm going to be disciplined. I'm going to discern. I'm going to be discerning. Yeah, we hope. Hello. 
those are just some of the D's we want to talk about. There's a lot of other D's that don't fit into the good part of thing. We get something. That's the road. Now's the map. We're going to manifest or we'll come back. Yeah. Hey, you're cutting in if, and out. And you, 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 the last thing I heard was you were talking about the D's, the D's that do fit in, the D's that don't fit in. Yeah. So the D's that do fit in and the D's don't fit in. And then we're going to manifest something. We're going to either make magic or gonna, we're going to make, you know, lots of ball soup, but it might not be what we want. Right. But then we go, okay, what's going on? I manifested something and I'm going to allow this possibility to happen because I'm not sure what it is yet. Now, if the possibility is the one that you're looking for, or the one that you want, or the one that's good, then you're on the right road. If not, you go back to first step. Take responsibility. That didn't work out so good. I, you know, I got myself, I don't know, what are you trying to do? I got myself a second date. We got past the, the issue. She's not boring me anymore. So I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go on a third date and there's the possibility. A third date doesn't work out for her, but it works out for you and you want to try harder, go back to taking responsibility. See if you can, you know, taking responsibility could mean, you know, looking at what she's saying to you more deeply. Think about what she said. Maybe you didn't hear her well because you're hearing with the ear that might have the Yetzirah talking to you. Yeah. So you have to say thank you for sharing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do something else today or, you know, whatever. Right. right. I think that's a really beautiful point. I think that that speaks to a lot of the people out there that, you know, have definitely thought they had it all figured out and then the whole kingdom falls from underneath their feet and they kind of start from square one again. And I think. I don't just speak for myself. I speak for a lot of listeners out there who are trying to find love, if not desperately trying to find love, you know? I know. I know. And And if you spend your life looking for perfect, guess what? You're going to end up with nothing. That's true. Nothing is going to be perfect. It's true. A lot of people, even like myself, you know, when were the times that I used to study and do the lists? Forget the list. The list is all about you. Mm Mm-hmm. It's all about you. What do you want in yourself? You want to see it in the mirror. You want to see it with your partner. And if you, and if you talk, here's a tip, my favorite tip of all, come from the eye when you're talking to someone. I tell this to my son, he's 34. We have a great relationship. He's not sure that he wants to be in a relationship because he thinks about the baggage that he came in with and he knows who his parents are. Okay. So we, we're now at a great place. We went to Sedona this past summer and a lot of forgiveness work happened and we're smiling and hugging better and he's there for me and it's beautiful. And he's, you know, his first love is the, the, the skis, the snow, snowboarding. Oh. If he marries the girl, he might marry her down the slopes while they're going down. The so, but, but the thing is, is that we often, he'll be like, you know, I know his chart, so I, I know his Kabbalistic chart and his, his love chart. And he, he's got a Taurus moon, which is pretty bullyish. So he'll come back at me and then I'll come back at him and I'll remind him, who are you talking to? Are you talking? I didn't make you feel that way. You made yourself feel that way by, me, by my actions. So we laugh and then we go on and it's great. But 
you know, he's dating and he's trying. And my nephews, two nephews, one at least, we have a, we have a, in my family, we have a bet going on because I just declare that I'm going to have my share. I mean, I, I'm ready. Show up. I, I became my own Bashir for so long, 18 years, 18 wow. years now. That's a long time to carry, uh, you know, the weight of the world for a woman like me who has done so much for so many other people. I want to share it with someone. It's beautiful. And I want to rely on someone and care and care for and be cared for and nourished in the shamas, you know, and, and expand the love out into, out into the universe where others can can become wiser and deeper and more fun and and do what they're supposed to be doing with their soul mate and their soul their soul their soulmate their beshert their karma mate their you know roommate there's all kinds of definitions to how that works but we're talking about sure. the beshert here right 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 the well, beshert I... is a predestined a predestined marriage that's something that's that God signed off on. It's I've different never, than other things. It's it's a beautiful, beautiful concept. And what you've put out there is really beautiful. And I wish you nothing but the Bashir that you deserve this year. If you could leave a bracha to any of the listeners that were out there right now, what would you like to wish them? What would you like to grab? May you be blessed with knowing that time is precious. Every moment counts. Step up for yourself so you can step up for others. Do the deed. Do the mitzvah. Feel the mitzvah. Heal with the pain. And just put one foot in front of the other. And allow that energy to go out and in. Out and in. And just balance that. That's my blessing in an in the English spontaneous <laughs> version for peace or V-Day, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Rabbi Melinda, beautifully said, it's been a real treat to have you here on this podcast. Thank you for your blessing and thank you for your teaching here on the show. Really grateful to have you. And to the listeners, if you want to connect with Melinda Bernstein, go to her website, www.melindabernstein.com. Melinda, is there anything else you'd like to say before we send off? I want to say thank you. Thank you for being genuine and sweet and kind and reaching out to me, Gen genuine for your curiosity. And to all the viewers, I wish you shalom. Shalom, shalom. And ahava. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Bad Jew. We will see you next week. Shalom. <laughs>